Happy New Year and welcome to episode 9 of Harry and Guest with me, Harry, and my guest, Gemma. Hello, Gemma. Hello, Harry. How are you today? I'm good today. Fantastic. So this is the New Year's Day special. This is coming out on the 1st of January 2020. Right. So I'm actually quite tired. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a new decade. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, It's the 20s again. 2020. It's got a good ring to it. It does. It does. How does that make you feel that it's 2020? Um, Old, because I'm an 80s baby. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even like the 20s seems, it's always been like the future. Like the 20s have always been the future. Yeah. So it's like crazy that it's like so... We are in the future. Yeah. It's pretty pretty mad. So this... um, Obviously, it isn't being recorded on New Year's Day. Um, but ha- what? how would your New Year's Eve and their New Year's Day typically go? Okay, so typically I am known as the social organiser in my group. <laughs> and I normally go to a big event of right. some sort. So normally it will be um, a nice hotel who have organised like a street party or, talking about 2020, a 1920s themed do. Oh, very nice. Uh, Yeah. Um, Sit down meal, dancing. Wow. um, Stay over for the night so that you can have a few drinks and then retire to your room. Um, And yeah, just have a really good time. And I open invite it, so I organise the event, but... I just invite all my friends wow. um, and just just really make the most of a party. Yeah, and I, I New Year is a perfect time to do that. Yeah, it's sort it of the one day of the year where you don't have anything the next day, yep. do anything the day before, yep. so you can just sort of whatever do whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of, it's it's one of the few relaxing party days that you can have because you know you're not going to have anything the next day. No, I do have things the next yeah. day. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have family lunch the next day. Ah. Yeah, with the wow. in-laws. That's... Yeah. I've got a crack on the next day. Well, yeah. Unfortunately. And two small children. Well, yes. That's... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Something, <laughs> that's something every day. Yes, unfortunately it is. Yeah. Um, and do you have any uh, sort of uh, resolutions for the new year? Not really that I can think of. Um, I like to be fit and healthy. So um, I really enjoy dancing and I enjoy Pilates um, and just exercise classes. And the last few months I've been a bit rubbish. So probably when winter hit and the clock's changed. Yeah, I think that's a general. I mean, most people sort of fall off around that time. So January is the time to pick it up again. Yeah. My only thing with January is it's the busiest time in terms of the gym and stuff. So oh, yeah, I would avoid the gym. Yeah. I would avoid the gym, yeah. but go to bookable classes because then, you know, That's there's true. only so many so people in there. Yeah. yeah, That's a good idea. It's good advice. Oh, good go. advice. Um, and you are a teacher. I am. Um, ha- have you always wanted to be a teacher? No, no, not at all. Um, I always wanted to act. Right. Um, so from, I can't remember when, I always wanted or I did dancing and acting and um, at college, I did media and performing arts. Right. And right. then I went to drama school. And at drama school, everyone had done a degree before they went to drama school. So oh, I did it right. backwards. And then I went and did a degree. And then when I did my degree, I almost fell out of love with the performance side mm. of it and in love with the production side of it. Right. Wow. So I ended up working for Shepton Film Studios. Uh, just work experience whilst I did my degree and then they gave me a job 
Oh, wow. Um, so I went into production for about six or seven years. Um, before I got bored of freelancing <laughs> and then thought, oh, I'd love to teach people about film. I wonder if I can do that. Um, I didn't think I could. And it took a couple of years to train and then, mm. yeah, I love it. Wow, now you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and f- in those six years that you uh, were working in sort of production, yeah. Um, did you work on sort of big like films that like, people would have known? Uh, yeah, so, well, I don't know if you know Three Children and It's. Uh, uh, with the Samiad? No, no, it's like, no, I, oh, it's a really lovely one. Um, it's by the Jim Henson Company. Who do, oh, wow. You know right, the Jim Henson yeah, Company? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, wor- I worked with them. Um, and a British film called Wimbledon. You know with Wimbledon? Paul Bettany. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, I love that film. I worked on that. Wow. Um, what other big films? Um, so I was meant to work on The Da Vinci Code. Oh, wow, with Tom Hanks. Yes, yeah. it, um, it didn't work out, and I didn't. Oh. I was I was told I would be working on it, and it didn't work out, so it was a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What other big films did I work on? Um, well, I was on set for Harry Potter, but I didn't. I didn't work on it, but I was at the studios oh, yeah. working elsewhere, and so I was able to pop onto set, which was well, pretty huge, lovely, yeah. really lovely to see. And I saw the guys every year as they got older and older, <laughs> and they'd come back, and <laughs> it's like they'd been stretched. Yeah. Um, but I worked on. Bit of daytime TV. Oh, nice, um, nice. Which I think you'd be too young to remember. There was like a, it was kind of like a Loose Women. But it was called Des and Mel Today. Right. No. <laughs> no, I you wouldn't. You wouldn't remember that. Um, uh, Pop Idol, which is now oh, the X Factor. Yeah, yeah classic. Um, daytime TV is. Do you have to wake up very early for that? I'd imagine you do. No, they film it at lunchtime. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was oh. a lunchtime, like a loose women oh, kind I of see. lunchtime oh, thing. Oh, yeah, like that, yeah. Um, oh, what else? What else? Um, so there was Neil Morrissey sitcom. Do you know Neil Morrissey? Remember no. him badly? No. Um, yeah, just they, they're kind of, you know them at the time, and then they pass and people yeah, forget them. Yeah. So, oh, Casualty. Oh, that's huge. That's, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good good uh, roster of films. Yeah, 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 yeah. I jumped about and worked on different things. Yeah, um, freelancing. Yeah. But so I just got tired of it. P- pop idol. Pop idol. That means <laughs> you would have worked with Simon Cowell. Yes. How's that? He is a really lovely guy. Right. Um. So he, like, went out of his way to offer me advice Ooh. about working in the film industry. Um. And, yeah, he was just really nice because I was doing my job. You know, I was working. Mm. I suppose I wasn't a singer who came in front of him and thought I was really talented and then he kind of knocks him down. I was already working on the show. um, And I did his This Is Your Life. I don't know if you know This Is Your Life. So it's someone is surprised and they're handed this book and that is their life. And then they go into the studio and people from their life come in and tell stories about them and Simon Cowell said I didn't want this um, and he was he was really unimpressed by the surprise and I had to look after right. him um, wow. during that and I was like I oh, know I'm really sorry but let's, uh, let's get you a nice cup of tea and sit yeah. down and uh, crack on with the yeah. show because you hear a lot of people say there are different a lot of people have different thoughts on Simon Cowell mm. but I mean I suppose you don't really hear of many people who have worked with Simon Cowell he's just a businessman yeah. he's just a really effective hard-working businessman who's mm. been very successful later yeah. on in life um and i just had no no issues with him at all i thought he was really really lovely um yeah it was really nice so the episode i worked on had will young 
right. Um, wow. And Gareth Gates. Name rings about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to sit, um, you'd walk through reception um, to like a hallway and there was a grand piano there and then our wow. office was just off the side of that and they'd sit at the grand piano and play music and sing. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So it's a nice place yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the uh, contestants will come in and get attacked. <laughs> get attacked? Yeah. Did that happen in auditions? Well, it's, it's Simon Cowell's, um, he's not, uh, he... Constructive criticism. Oh yeah, he's not. He's thing. not particularly nice to the no, contestants. So no, 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 no. But that's the persona that makes the show, isn't well, it? That's true. why people watch it. Yeah, because I suppose realistically, he can't be like that all the time. No. So. No, no, he is a good guy, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting though, because you always think, it's always the case that the the people who appear meanest on TV are actually the nicest, yeah. and the people who appear the nicest on TV are actually the worst. Yeah. Like I heard. Some people who work, who I know who work on this morning, apparently Philip and Holly are not nice at all. Really? Yeah. Which oh, really shocks my heart. Because <laughs> they're, they're so nice on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem lovely. Yeah. But equally then, is it, that could have been a case of these people saw them on a bad day. It might be. I mean, you've, you've got to think that these people are doing a job in a high-stress environment. Mm. And, um, you know, not all of us are nice all the time we all have our stresses yeah. and our outside worries um so yeah maybe yeah. it was just a bad day but possibly yeah. and they have to wake up very early they have to wake up really early yeah because yeah. they're like yeah yeah <laughs> i could never wake up that early no no, no. It wouldn't be as every day as well it's like oof. yeah no i like sleep yes <laughs> yeah yeah and they because it's like they finish at one o'clock but then they do other things yeah. It's like crazy because they got dancing ice and all that. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll, they'll also be writing the script for the following day, won't they? And talking true. about the show yeah, and, and doing sort of sorting out who's coming and on and doing yeah. research and learning about yeah. the, the guests. So it's pretty full time. It would be pretty full time, yeah, yeah definitely. Very stressful as well. Yeah. And, and so. just having to appear so nice mm-hmm. all the time yep. must. And take also, you don't know what's going on in their ear. That's true. So, um, one of the other programs I worked on was something called Auction World, which I think like everyone works <laughs> on if they're in production and they haven't got work. You go to Auction World and you work from like one of the shifts is two till two, two AM, two in the afternoon to two AM. And um you had the headset on and you set up the camera right. and you do everything basically on set and then you've got the people doing the auction in front of mm. you. Um and you can't underestimate how difficult it is with all the instructions from the gallery coming through yeah. your ear constantly and you're trying to do everything you need to do. And I ended up walking on set when I shouldn't have. Really? And then they were like, oh, this is Gemma. She's our camerawoman or our floor <laughs> manager. And come and say wow. hello, Gemma. And you're like, oh, God, this is live. <laughs> this is really embarrassing. Hi. Yeah. They sometimes do that on this morning. It's yeah. like when people just walk on. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. If you mess up, they're like, right. Got to improvise. <laughs> this. Yeah. yeah, that's... I always thought daytime TV would be fun. But uh, thinking about it, it doesn't sound that fun. Yeah, it'd be high pressure, definitely. Yeah, I think. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're a teacher, but you also have hobbies. I do. Uh, one of which <laughs> is tap dancing. I love tap dancing. How did that come about? I've always tap danced. Um, so when I was little, 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 I did ballet, tap, and modern. Right. Oh wow. Um, and yeah, I, I've always danced, and then um. After having my first baby, um, I just needed to do something that mm. made me feel like me during yeah. my maternity leave. And one of my friends said they were going to an adult tap class. And I was like, oh, I love tap. <laughs> I'll come along. And that was three years ago. So wow. I've been doing every, Is it every week? Yeah, Monday. Wow. Yeah, Monday night. 
and I love I love it. It's just fun and silly, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I love tap. And you sort of get to know the people because I imagine oh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot of the same people. Very small yeah. classes. Yeah, yeah, it's like five five of us, and yeah. yeah. And it's so, so especially when you're sort of because it goes to so maternity leave. Yeah, and then you have that time. But it's, yeah. so it's the Monday night, but then you also have those people that you've met. Yeah. So you ha- you can do other things with as well. Yeah. It's like a whole. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Any kind of dancing, I really enjoy. Yeah, and I mean, because it's always like at university and thing. They're always like, oh, you should do extracurricular activities. Yeah. How you meet new people. Yeah. But I think the same is true in just the Life. real world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really important to have your work and your family, but then just things you do yeah. for you. Yeah. Because I, g- and I mean, it's also a lot of the people don't know that so many things are offered. You do have to hunt area. for them. Yeah. It's not easy to find. I had to really look for um, dancing. So I was in Cranleaf initially when I first started because right. I didn't know there was anything available in Godalming. Oh. And then later after baby number two, mm. I found the Godalming group and they'd always been there, but I just hadn't been able to find any info right. on the class. Wow. It's hard. It's hard to find because you look yeah. online for everything, don't you? That's true. But little local true. classes aren't mm. necessarily going to have an online presence. Yeah. And sometimes they advertise in those sort of small town uh, magazines little magazines yeah that you throw away but but I can even find it in there because I do tend to look through the adverts at the back and I think they initially advertise when they first open and then Mm. it's just word of mouth yeah yeah. although word of mouth works obviously you found it through word of mouth I suppose so yeah Yeah. Uh, how did I find it I think I I think I was just looking for local dance schools and I found it through their website um but not that many people talk about going tap dancing. Well, so true. It's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I mean it's 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 exercise. It's yep. fun. Yeah. It's your brain social. Work. It exactly. So it's got everything. Yeah. Yep. It's got everything. And it's just tap dancing is one of those things that's just so cool. Like when someone just stands up and just starts tap dancing, it's like whoa. It's I w- like, I'm gonna teach you a time step. For the I'm end of the year. very excited for that. Yeah. just I used to do, um, when I was a lot younger. I did ballet because it was this right, one of those okay. things that you had to it was like a sport like yeah um, it's a discipline isn't yeah, it? yeah like yeah. Ki- it was in kindergarten so right. it was quite a long time ago um but it was just yeah i always re- remember it being fun but then it was something you didn't talk about with people yeah, outside yeah, of the yeah, class no. but uh, and i suppose 2005 was a different time yeah um so but i think if i could i would do something like that Again, because yeah. it was just the, the the amount of sort of um, benefits that you can get from it. Yeah. It's incredible. Like. Well, adult tap doesn't have any pressure of exams. Exactly. Or pressures of yeah. shows or, you know, you're just doing it for fun. Yeah. So. And I think that's great. Because I think that's a lot. It's also with like learning a musical instrument at like a school. You're always pressuring because you've got your grade yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. five or whatever coming up. But as an adult, again, I did piano a couple of years ago. Yeah. Just for fun. I did it before work in the morning. Um, over in music and um, yeah just for fun yeah. just enjoy it I actually it. think it's easier to learn if you don't have the pressure of exams and things yeah yeah yeah. because I mean it's even like back before GCSEs I used to love history right. and everything about history I used to love researching history but then I had to do a history GCSE and it was three years of intense history and prepping for exams and by the end of it I hated everything about oh, history that's a shame and it's like I think that that's what those kind of exams do the pressure especially for that amount of time yeah like that's why I like college because it's sort of you learn about things, but it's not it's not exam pressures the whole like for a long time. Well, that's good. I'm glad, yeah, <laughs> glad you think that. <laughs> because I mean, maybe that's just my work ethic is well, not as good as it could be. Well, it's easy to speak to, I think. Yeah, about that. but I mean, I just learning about films is so much fun. Yeah, because it's like you spend all day learning about things that you like 
that you like, that yeah, you're interested yeah. in, um, which is sort of different. Because for years, you learn about maths and English, things you're not mm. particularly interested in. But then suddenly you can choose, and you choose something like film, and it's just, it's crazy. that yeah. It doesn't feel like work most It's lovely to be able yeah. to teach people about classic Hollywood. Yeah, because it broadens horizons. Um, yeah, well. absolutely. And then to tell people about like independent American yeah. films and so many different sort of little industries within the film industry. It's yeah. just really nice to kind of share that with everyone. There are so many films that I've watched since doing the course that I never would have even considered watching Yeah, it before. definitely opens people up yeah. to different things. It's crazy because it's like... Um, all those musicals that oh. we watched, because um, <laughs> we studied La La Land, yeah. um, and then the musicals that inspired that. Yeah, just so Singing many. Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain, which I, I watched. Dancing. Well, yeah, tap dancing is <laughs> huge, and it was like I, I watched it like as a child. Yeah. But I and because it was old and I was young, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never even thought, what's it about? But then watching it, mm. studying films, wanting to go into the film industry, and it's a film about films. Yeah. And it's a musical, and it's, it's sort of just it's like great. everything. It's yeah. everything that I would want in a film. And it was there and it's existed for years and I've never yeah. even known about it. I don't think anyone that does tap dancing as a child would have mm. done the singing in the rain number yeah, as a probably. child and had yeah. a bucket of water. I think I did musical theatre and I sang Singing in the Rain oh, from one of my like grade three exams yeah, or something. I did on the um the umbrella post. Oh spinning. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's good. And it's interesting watching all these old musicals and just old films in general and seeing them be sort of echoed in the modern films. Yeah. Like the kind of things I mean, especially La La Land is a perfect yeah. example of a film that is just film made of old films. Oh yeah, it's really lovely. It's, it's, it's sad to move yeah. on from that now we're we're finished. Yeah, I know, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to a, a, a very different a film. Very, very <laughs> different, yeah. Yeah. But it's still an interesting film. Cause Absolutely. It's, I mean, it was Timbuktu is what we're studying now. And it's definitely a film I never would have considered watching. Yeah. Um, and it's a difficult film to watch, it I would is. say. But the topics that it's about, the things that it raises, I think are important for yeah. us to talk about as for, sure. uh, for, you, for you as teenagers to discuss and understand yeah. Islam and um, terrorist organisations as well yeah. and why Islam isn't terrorism and yeah. all these kind of things that the, the media have created this narrative about that you can hopefully start to question and understand a bit yeah. more. I think that's really, it's really important. To, yeah, because I think that's another thing about studying film is it's like, on one hand, it's entertainment, it's studying entertainment, but on the other hand, there are real, like, things that are in films, like real yeah. messages yeah, and, and, and themes that yeah. are essential for learning, yeah, for absolutely. life lessons. Um, so, I, I mean, I think studying film is because everyone always you know brushes it off as it's you know it's just film it's easy but actually well first it's, it's not easy it's because very it's, academic. it's very academic yeah. um but also the themes that you learn in a film are the same if not more impactful than ones you would learn from a book or something oh absolutely yeah, yeah. i mean it is it is english literature isn't yeah. it because it's like when you read a book and things happen to characters you're like oh no that's sad that's happened to a character yeah. when you see it happen to an actual person yeah it's you like it's a whole new level yeah and it's it's yeah it's crazy it's yeah the, also the curriculum that we study yeah it's so broad it is like yeah. what you know it's it, as we were saying it's you know one week studying la la land then studying like timbuktu it's like yes. so opposite but it's like you then can use all of these in conversation yeah definitely so, and it and it just is a more rounder education. Yeah, when would you be open to African cinema other than well, exactly. when, you know, when yeah. we're studying it? Yeah, because I mean, there are things you didn't even, like, I didn't know that 
African cinema is like the th second or third largest creators of uh, cinema in the whole world. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at Africa, the size well, of exactly. Africa it's and huge, the amount yeah. of people that are there to watch it yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a, as a Western um, watcher, we're yeah. totally unaware of African cinema. Yeah. Um, so this gives us an opportunity to kind of explore it a little bit, which yeah. is really lovely. And it's great that the, the films that we study aren't all massive blockbusters. Like we study independent no. films and smaller films. Yeah. And it gives voices to creators who aren't necessarily mainstream. Yeah, and I, I think that these creators are probably totally unaware that yeah. they've got film students studying their films. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is, you it's know, it'd be lovely if they knew. Yeah. Because the, the film... Because just the, it's... Weird that the people have made such important films and films that work so well being studied yeah. without knowing, yeah. without even planning to have them studied. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like a lot of... But even some people make films that are so meaningful by accident. Like a lot of directors, you know, they put people in colours, they do things with yeah. a background that they and they don't even recognise the symbolism yeah. until it's there. But it also is like... The directors don't notice it. They've done it subconsciously. Exactly. Or the costume designers have done it and the cinematographers have done it without, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's absolutely. like just showing the different skills required. Yeah. Because always when you see a film, you see the director's name. And you, unless you look, you don't see any other people's names. No. It's the director who's solely and there's associated. There's so many people it's, involved in yeah. the creativity. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to study and to know these different things so you can appreciate or everything yeah. that goes into yeah, making films. Yeah, there's so many people that work on a film. And yeah. Yeah, and you have to choose your little niche area if yeah. you're working on a big film. If you're working on a small film, independent film, mm. you get to do a bit of everything, which yeah, I really loved. Fun. really yeah. loved working on short mm. independence. Yeah, and that's also why I like the Film Studies course, because there is also an element of practical. In the first yeah. year, we made short films. And I actually found, because I do uh, a media BTEC, which yeah. is practical, and you make films like every term, I actually found that the film I made for film studies was a lot more thought out. Yeah. We a find lot more that. deliberate. We do find that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I feel like the films you make in Media B-Tech are more sort of like Western blockbuster sort of films. Yeah. They're like more, you don't think about specific details. Yeah. Which was film studies. It sort of says something about you, doesn't yeah. it? That first film you make. Yeah. And it's sort of, you think every single detail. Yeah. Like, because... Because you, you learn about mise-en-scene and stuff in media, mm -hmm. but not as in detail as you do in film. And it's weird that you sort of, you only pick up these things when you're studying film. So you make the decisions yeah. based on things you've studied. And it's, again, it's a, a lot more inspired by other films, a film you would make in film studies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think film studies, films are better. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. So I tell everyone at open evening, I'm yeah. like, do film studies because it's the best. It's great. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's also great for what if you want a career in film. It teaches yeah. you so much about the industry and like how to make films. Yeah. And But it's not in a way... Because the thing is, I was uh, being looking around universities mm -hmm. and a lot of people, a lot of universities who are trying to sell more academic courses right. say that practical filmmaking is fun but learning about it is difficult because technology is always changing. Yeah. Whereas if you learn academically film studies, yeah. you learn the basics of film yeah. making. Yeah. So you know what to do, but you don't learn about like cameras and things. And you can hire people to then do that for exactly. you if exactly. you know they're going to be more technically minded or yeah. more skillful. Yeah, because I think film studies is for the sort of um, 
ideas people. Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to the technical people. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great for that because it, it, as we were saying, it opens you up to so many more films yeah. and so many more opportunities to be inspired by great filmmakers. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also not such obvious filmmakers. Like, as if you see someone spinning around a lamppost, you're like, oh, well, that's a reference to Singing in the Rain. Yeah. But, like, if someone made a reference to, like, a smaller film, like a Captain Fantastic reference, mm -hmm. that would be, like, you'd notice it. Yeah. Because it but only a very few only people few would notice people, it. Yeah. But the, the people who did notice yeah. would be like, that is They'd feel like clever. they'd been let into a little yeah. circle, wouldn't they? And it's just, it's just, it's so much fun having that knowledge yeah. that so many people don't have yeah, because definitely. they haven't watched these films. And you, you, you feel like they're missing out as well, don't you? Yeah. Like, oh, you've yeah. got to watch this. Got, I, there's so many films I've recommended to people since yeah. starting film studies. Um, and so many films I'd never even heard of. Have you seen Blackfish? Amazing documentary about killer whales. Oh, I saw some screenshots from it because I needed okay. to use it. That's one PowerPoint. of those ones that you want everyone to know yeah. about and they don't know about. So yeah. I'd say watch Blackfish because after you've watched it, you'll just be like, oh, I've got to talk to someone about it. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's I, really amazing. I love that about films in general. It's just yeah. one of those things because it's like, but the good thing about films, is if you tell someone to watch a film, chances are more likely than a book, they'll actually watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it doesn't take like six hours yeah it's two hours which you can do of an evening and it's i mean films are great films are i think one of the greatest forms of communication yeah that we possess yeah absolutely that that's what um the director from timbuktu said that he was giving a voice to those who yeah. couldn't be heard yeah and that was the whole purpose of making timbuktu yeah and it because so many people have been through history sort of ignored by media and yeah. things because they weren't a certain type of person it was only a certain type of person who was betrayed in the media yeah. but i think now we're evolving as, a, as, as an industry yeah and it's giving voice to so many people and um, more interesting people than have ever been on film before you know and yeah. it's like so much more layers and so much more variety yeah. um and it's amazing um yeah, because everyone always thought, oh, well, it's, you know, the age of blockbusters and only blockbusters make money. Yeah, the, the blockbusters make the money. They make the money. make the other films. Well, exactly, exactly, because yeah. they make money for studios yeah. who are then like, okay, well, we'll keep making this, but we also have some money. In yeah, invest things. in other things, which is amazing. And also, I mean, it's even more diverse films are now making more money. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I mean... Like, Especially with Netflix, oh, Netflix, Netflix studios. Incredible, because yeah. they just... They essentially, I mean, they green like pretty much everything. I mean, they just, they, they, you know, they are so badly in debt, but they just keep going. Are they? <laughs> yeah. The, last year in 2018, they earned $5 billion in revenue. Right. And spent $5 billion just on their original content. Oh. And, and they, so they're, yeah, financially they're not uh, very good. Okay. Uh, Maybe in 10 years time they'll yeah, be in I amazing mean, position. But that's the thing. It's like the more they invest in these sort yeah. of smaller, lesser known creators, the more people are going to want to get Netflix. Because now they're competing with Disney+. Plus. I expect everyone to have Netflix. Yeah, it's literally, it's like, um, you recommend a film to someone and they're like, oh, how do I get that? And Netflix. I'm like, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Because you, you don't even think, now, nah, well, these people and have Netflix. Whereas with Amazon Prime, you don't know whether the film is going to be yeah. part of your Amazon deal, whether or, you're going to have to yeah, pay for it. Yeah. Whereas Netflix, it's you all know, there. it's there. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Amazon Prime, they're doing good things. Yeah. But I think Amazon Prime is shifting more towards TV. They're doing a okay. lot more TV now yeah. than they have been 
Um, but I think it's good. I think TV also is having a bit of a renaissance. Yeah. Um, and it's becoming a lot... The, the lines between film and TV are becoming a lot more blurred. Well, His Dark Materials, I believe, is yeah. the, the most ever spent by the BBC on a production, really? I believe. Wow. I'm about halfway through it. Yeah. Um, uh, visually, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, narratively, I need to give it a bit more time, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it's an acquired taste. To yeah. Be yeah, I need to give it a bit more time. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's good that all even these ancient companies like the BBC yeah. are investing in TV. But also the BBC have their own film company. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, you know, they make films. Yeah. Um, I actually, I like the BBC film studio, BBC studios who make the films because it's because they're paid by the people. They make films about people. Yeah, absolutely. So they're not. And also That's your voice for independent film, really, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Because they're not pressured by box office because no. it's being released on TV. So they just make film after film after film about the most interesting Social people. issues, yeah. hopefully, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, it inspires change. Yeah. Because if the BBCs talk about it, everyone starts talking yeah. about it. Yeah, makes the BBC, it mainstream. Exactly. Because all the other channels, as much as they like to think they're independent, they all look to the BBC to see what is acceptable and what should be said on TV. Because they are the oldest TV broadcaster in the world. They are. They are the most iconic TV broadcaster yeah. in the world. I worked um, for the BBC, and I remember you? signing my secrecy act for the BBC. <gasps> That's um, fun. Yeah, that was wow. that was a moment for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked for the BBC, got my BBC sticker on the car. <sighs> yeah. Because always, I, you know, when I've been speaking to people about going into the industry, everyone has said, if you work for the BBC, you can get any job. It looks very good on the CV, yeah. especially if you then wanted to maybe work in America, mm, if you have the BBC. Yeah. Written down on your CV. Yeah, because yeah, the I Americans love the, the BBC. They love it. That yeah. was my last job, actually, working for the BBC. Really? And then I was wow. like, right, done. Done the BBC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's well, move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. I d I, the BBC is so huge. It's it's just, it's it's a revolutionary sort of concept. Yeah. To have media paid for in tax. But then for it to... thing is, there's been a lot of talk recently about the BBC, not about the BBC being biased. But both, everyone from every spectrum of the political sphere have said they're biased. Which everyone means, has an opinion, don't they? Well, exactly. And it's, the BBC are, compared to some other uh, broadcasters and media outlets, mm -hmm. the BBC are pretty good. Yeah. And you can trust the BBC, generally, so. yeah, to report absolutely. news. Yeah. Real news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, difficult to do these yeah, days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that has been a great episode of the podcast. Excellent. Thank you very much for coming on. Happy New so Year's. Thank you. Yeah. Happy <laughs> New Year. Uh, happy New Year to the listeners. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, I will see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>